Welcome to the podcast of Imago Day Community, where we are convicted to help bring the whole gospel to the whole person, to the whole world. Join us in this Sunday service as we look to the scriptures, seeking to be transformed into the image of Christ. Good morning, Imago. <clears throat> Greetings from the east side. <laughs> Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you that you are God, and Lord, we need you. Lord, every hour we need you. We pray for your presence to be with us. God, over these weeks where uh, things uh, are definitely out of our control and we have so many questions, we pray that you uh, would make yourself known to us as a community and in the hearts and the lives of the families affected by such tragedy this week. It is in the name of Christ we pray. Amen. I'm losing my voice a little bit, <clears throat> just a little, not much. Some people would be happy that I'm losing my voice, but not that much. This week, you know, it's been a, a challenge for us um, and a challenge for many um, as we watch uh, more black men uh, be killed by police, as we watch police be killed, um, as we watch children witnessing these horrific things in the midst of that. Uh, in Atlanta, we see a hanging in a, in a park in Atlanta. Uh, the lives of Austin Sterling and Philando Castile um, taken, the lives of these officers taken, and even weeks before that, lives of those in an Orlando nightclub. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but those, it raises a lot of questions, right? And uh, for me, I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I started thinking this week, what, as I, as I was preparing, what will, what did, the, what did the preachers of old do? Like, what did those who went through this uh, before, how did they handle these situations, you know? And, uh, you know, what if, what if I, you know, what did they preach the morning uh, that that church in Birmingham was bombed and there were, you know, there were four girls dead, you know? Um, how did they get through that? You know, many times those communities would gather and uh, uh, they, would, they would sing and moan, you know. I need thee every hour, every hour I need thee, right? Oh, Savior, calm, calm, right? And spend hours and hours on, on that, you know. Uh, that was a space I grew up in where we'd gather in these hard moments where people died or something happened and, and the church would just, just mourn and lament and uh, cry out to God, you know, uh, but also, like, invite his presence in through their worship. I'm going to read this scripture this morning from Psalms 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. 
Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world, and the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all people see his glory. All who worship images are put to shame. Those who boast in idols worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and rejoices, and the villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments, Lord. For you, Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. Amen. Amen. This psalm um, has a couple movements in it. The first uh, one is the proclamation of God's power, right? Who he is, right? And the second movement uh, is how that applies, right? How we apply that in our lives and how that applies to us. We've heard uh, uh, this week and over and over again how um, the, uh, the image of God in each person is being lost, that it's not being respected and honored, that, that we're taking lives and people feel justified to take lives because they don't see and understand the image of God in each person. And yes, that's absolutely true. But I also believe that uh, we don't see or understand uh, not just the image of God in each person, we don't understand the image of God. We have an image problem. See, see, our image of God is our problem. We, 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 we lack what it takes sometimes to understand who he is. See, our image of God affects how we treat people. See, uh, 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 he, like, if you believe if we, that he's not in charge and you are, that's going to affect how you treat people. If, 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 if you think he's biased towards good people, right, and morality gets you points, then you're going to treat people who you think aren't moral a certain way. Some of us believe, but some believe that uh, he hates the people that they hate, right? That, that, that he hates Muslims or he hates gay people or that women are second class and these kind of things. If you, you believe that, then, you know, if that's your image of God, then you treat those people a certain way, then they can be killed justly in your opinion. See, it's our image of God. That drives how we treat people. To God loves my family better, right? Surely the U.S. is God's favorite nation. Or, 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 or he's white like the pictures that we see portrayed of him everywhere. And that's the standard. And so we treat people based on that understanding of who God is. 
or he doesn't exist at all. And so you treat people based on that. See, it's our image of God that's messed up. See, we, 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 we don't necessarily put them in the right place all the time. This, this, this psalm represents a, a, a giant call and response. And the call is, is, is coming from this writer that says, the Lord reigns. Be glad. Right? That, that, that he is creator and giver of life. Uh, that he is love. That he is the sustainer. That God is in charge. I, I, I see some of your reallys on that. Like, really? He's in charge? Right? That things are happening the way they're happening and he's in charge? Eh, I don't know. So, 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 like, he's in charge even when we go through hard things. And so what happens is if, if our image of something, uh, if that image isn't met, right, if what we think that should be, if it's not met, then we roll into, like, disillusionment. Like, 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 like we don't trust. We're disappointed in that space. And some of our images of God have been uh, 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 tainted this week. We are not sure. You know, when, when what is perceived, like, uh, it doesn't fit what we think is reality, right, then, then we lose trust. You know, like, the practical, like, you know, that guy, he looked really good on paper. You know, or across the room, he looked really awesome. She looked great over there, but then when I got to know him or her, the image didn't fit reality. And so you didn't trust that that would be the person for long term. But when image is backed up, right, then it's amazement. Then it's worship. Then it's honor, right? Then it's lifting up, right? And, and, and where we know, where we can see, like, image backed up, right, is, is uh, sometimes we have to go back and think about uh, uh, who has been through this before, who's been on this path a while, what that looks like, who has God done something for, right, that, that, that can get and attest to his goodness, so uh, uh, earlier this week, uh, no, yesterday, John Perkins called me. And when John Perkins called, you don't really, like, say much, right? You just kind of listen. And, uh, and he starts talking. He said, you preaching tomorrow? Yeah. He said, so I got some things to tell you, you know? Yes, yes, sir. And I got one question in there, right? And, and, and I said, Dr. Perkins, you've, you've, you've seen this kind of death before. You've walked through these things. And he says, yeah, let me tell you a story. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And he says, I was driving in Mississippi, you know, a long time, you know, in these civil rights days, and I'm driving. My kids are in a car. Uh, Vera Mae, my wife, is right next, uh, right next to me. And we get pulled over by, by, by an officer uh, in, in Mississippi. And the officer walks up, and he smacks me. 
He smacks me right in front of my kids and right in front of my wife. He, like, embarrasses me that way. And what you need to know is that officer walked up, like, with an intent to hurt me. He wanted to shoot me. And so in that moment, all I could think about was, this guy, this officer needs Jesus. And this week, I was out, man. I was protesting. You know, I'm out on the streets. Like, I'm sitting outside of the Justice Center. I'm, I'm writing. I'm calling people uh, to, to move. And, and I think that stuff is necessary. But in one short little story, John Perkins reminds that, hey, don't forget. Like, get back to Jesus. Let God handle what he needs to handle. He is true. Scriptures declare when the enemy comes in like a flood, that God will raise up a standard against him. So our Lord reigns. Our God reigns, and therefore we should be glad. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get lower and lower. I'm probably going to get louder and louder. Our God reigns, and the scripture says, and be glad. And the next, the next movement in the scripture says that his throne is established in righteousness and justice. Right? That, that God is going to make everything right because he reigns. Right? That, that your, our image of God is important because if we don't believe that he cares about justice, then we are going to be depressed. We're going to not have answers. We're going to wallow in all of that. Instead of praise him, we're going to wallow in our sadness. And we should lament. But we should be also in this space of worship. Oh, I'm going to tell you, church I came from, they're, they're sad this morning, but I will guarantee you they are worshiping. There's some churches of black and brown folks who are affected by this very closely. You know what they're doing? They're inviting his presence. Oh, you come on, Lord Jesus. We need you right now. And we're going to sit in this thing and, and make our hearts glad in the midst. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, y'all going to get up from here and we're going to worship. There is a caveat here. There's a little piece in here that talks about idol worship that I think is important that we not skip by that. That, that uh, uh, idolatry is these things that we build when we think we're alone or, uh, or, or in a desert place. Then we build things for ourselves. 
right? This is what happened to the children of Israel, right? They come out of Egypt. They're free. They're walking along. They get to this space. Red Sea's over here. They're waiting for Moses. And what do they do? They build some idols. We're going to build our own thing to worship to make us feel better in this place. See, idols come out of feeling alone and in the desert. And race and white supremacy have become our idols. They are things that have been built so that people can feel safe. There are other idols, our savings accounts. They're not always about being good stewards, it's about safety. Our education, I'm going to lean on my education. That's my idol. That's what I'm going to do for myself. My family lineage, where I come from, what does my family do that gives me something to lean on? My upstanding moral record, right, that, that, that I'm going to lean on that I make good decisions. My real estate holdings, right, and my race. See, some of us have made idols, even of our race. The idol we have built in this desert is called America. That America is become our idol. Capitalism, individualism, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Race and racism and uh, uh, white supremacy, all of this, so that this is our desert and we are building our idol of America. The scripture says, shame on you. Shame on you. It is a direct correlation into our image of God. He's not going to take care of us. I'm going to take care of myself. He's not reigning. Evil's reigning. So I'm going to take care of myself. The next movement in this scripture is incredible. Because it moves from, like, the Lord reigns, we should be glad, right? So he's, like, he's sitting in the midst of darkness and clouds, establishing justice, right? That this image is there, that God is reigning, and he's establishing justice even in the midst of some horrific stuff and some danger and some darkness. The justice throne of God is being established. He said, shame on you if you build idols in that place. And then he says, Zion hears this. And rejoices. Huh? Like this image uh, of Zion in scripture, right? Like, like God calls us to the hills of Mount Zion, right? 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 That we, like, like God establishes himself, right, in the mountains of Mount Zion. Let Mount Zion rejoice. 
There's an old hymn, I'm going, to, I'm going on my way up to Zion. Right? Zion. This place where God and we meet. And in that place, God reigns. God is in charge. And God says, let Mount Zion rejoice. And then he says, let the daughters of Judah be glad. He says, and the daughters of Judah will be glad. I love that line. Right? Because he references, he references the outsider, this scripture does. Those, those, those women who think they might be second class or those who think they are, are not a part of the inheritance line or those who, 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 who are oppressed and living below, he says, oh, let the daughters of Zion rejoice. Let Mount Zion rejoice and the outsider be glad. Because I will establish myself in the earth. The mountains will melt like wax before me. See, you, see, see, we don't have an image of God. And see, see, I think we need to take our, take our signals from those who are affected deeply by these things, right? Who are in some small churches somewhere that don't have much. And this morning, man, they are, they are praising down the ceiling. Some preachers preaching to paint off the walls. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, in hardships and distresses, in beatings and imprisonments, in riots and in hard work, sleepless nights and hunger, in understanding, patience and kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left through glory and, uh, and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as imposters known, yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not yet killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, heavy yet having nothing and yet possessing everything. Ah, the story of the wounded healer is in this place, right? That we suffer, but we praise him. We go through, but we invite him in. See, 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 some of us want, want, our, want our brains tickled all the time, and we want to hear a really good, a really good logical reason why these things happen. And God say, no, 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 you be still, and you know that I am God. Right? Right? You got nothing to give in this space. Invite me in. It skips down. It skips down to this. He says, rejoice. Light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. Huh? Right? God says, praise me, right? Invite me in, worship me. Let me know you want to know, and I'm going to show up. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me this morning. Stand up. God says, stand up, Imago. Stand up. 
Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Invite him in this morning. Let him know we are nothing without him. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Lord, we need you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we give you praise and honor. Come, Lord Jesus, come. And let him know that you want him here. Let him know that you don't know. Let him know that we want to hear from him. We want his spirit to take over this place. Not mine, not no pastor, no preacher, but the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who reigns high and says, I got this. Invite me in. Amen. Let this table this morning not be just for you and your personal like responsibility. Let it be about us as a community inviting God in. Let it be a reminder of the power, right, that exists supposedly within here if we invite him over and over and over. The scripture says, worship me, worship me, worship me. This is who I am. This is who I am. That's not, that's not a mistake. We forget and we have to be reminded over and over and over again. Amen? Amen. Give God some praise. We pray that God will use this message to strengthen your faith and draw you into a deeper relationship with himself. If you're interested in hearing other sermons or want more information about the church, please visit our website at www.amargodaycommunity.com. Thanks a lot for listening.